What is the value of investing in your own leadership development? Welcome to another episode of Relearning Leadership, where we explore a specific leadership challenge and break it down to help improve your leadership, your organization, and just possibly your personal life. I'm Pete Behrens, and in this conversation, I'm joined with Casey Rebus and Sonny Mendoza, two leaders who recently completed a nine-month journey to improve their own leadership. This is a guided cohort-based program that meets weekly to learn, practice, and share. Casey Rivas is the Associate Director of Strategic Partnerships with the March of Dimes. Sonny Mendoza is an IT Transformation Manager with Open Dealer Exchange. And together, they share their stories about investing in themselves as leaders. Enjoy the conversation. Casey and Sonny, it sounds like a hippie band from the 70s. <laughs> I just want to say that it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, yes. It's a pleasure to be here. Both of you have been part of uh, a deeper a deeper program. And maybe, Casey, I'll start with you. Uh, what led to a decision to go into this maybe deeper uh, exploration of your own leadership? Yeah, I when I first started looking into potential leadership programs, I was getting into a new position at my job and it was a new leadership position. I really wanted to look at what I could do to grow, uh, not just as a leader, but also as a leader in the public health space. And Agile came up as an option, um, a little bit out of the box from what we would normally do in public health, but it seemed to check all the boxes I was looking for as far as, um, you know, that growth mindset, um, catalyst mindset, like trying to grow beyond just being a directive leader or an assertive leader, but taking into account all the different aspects of being a leader and um, really embracing your team and all the different qualities they have. So that's really why I started in this process. And after taking the initial basic kind of agile um, courses, as I was doing that, I was like, I want to continue this journey. And that's why I ended up with um, this advanced kind of agile leadership training. Awesome. Yeah. And Sonny, anything to add to that? What, what led to your decision? Yeah, uh, very similar uh, to Casey, but I, the only thing I would add is that just this desire to help others as well and knowing that in order for me to be helpful to others, I needed to continue to learn myself and bring new thoughts and new ideas and new aspects to everything as well. So, yeah, yeah. Now, Casey, you mentioned Agile, you know, and a lot of times people ask us kind of what that what that is, where the Agile leadership journey, and um, but we don't really teach Agile. I, I'm curious uh, how that showed up to you in, in terms of what Agile meant to you in, in this in this way. I in in this. Uh, you know, journey that I took with you all, it really shows up in each little aspect because you're always considering the different ways that people interact, the way that they communicate, and the way that they, you know, do their job. And you're embracing those little differences and finding ways that you can get kind of the best out of everyone on your team and do it in a collaborative way and move work forward. And I think that's where, ad, like, it's not like that agile, like all of the definitions of agile that you're like learning about, but you're learning about how you can take that same mindset into this leadership position and really embracing that with your team that you're working with. And um, 
it's just interesting because you don't think about it as you're doing it. But after the fact, looking back, you're like, wait, that all like fit into this agile definition, but in a different way of looking at it. Like you're not just talking about, you know, each little definition of agile, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you both work in very different organizations, right? Uh, a little more health versus versus the, the, the automobile uh, industry, right? Nonprofit, for-profit. And, and, and Sunny, I know you, you're much more in kind of that realm of traditional, I'd say traditional, agile transformation scope. Uh, so I imagine the agile word kind of fits quite a bit into the lexicon of what you're already doing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it really helps to empower others. And, and I think that was the one piece that really kind of stuck with me personally. And, and I think really helps out is the fact that uh, the underlying concept of uh, we are a group of individuals. Uh, we are not just um, widgets that perform work. Um, and um, I think that is what's kind of drawn me a lot uh, closer to Agile because it's that focus on the individuals, focus on the people themselves. And, and so that um, you can kind of begin to collaborate a lot better. You can communicate a lot better because you're concentrating on the individual, not the end result or not the, the thing that's being produced. Let's talk maybe just a little bit about the discoveries. I mean, one of the keys that I think we try to do for leaders is maybe open up a couple new doors and windows and in your own leadership. And, and I'm curious, what were the discoveries for you in terms of maybe something you didn't maybe expect or something you look at it and say, oh, was I really doing that? Was there anything that maybe stood out to you? Uh, maybe start with you, Sonny, and, and then Casey. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, the biggest um, things that stood out for me was the um, my ability, or I should say, uh, my lack of ability to empathize uh, in the right way. Um, I always thought I was, uh, you know, a very caring individual. Um, but in through this, you know, leadership training, I realized that um, oftentimes I would jump into a problem solver kind of mode where I would immediately be like, okay, you're bringing me a problem and I would attack the problem and okay, let's fix this. Mm when there was an opportunity there to uh, meet that individual and, and kind of empathize and say, okay, well, how is this impacting your day-to-day? -day? How is this impacting your ability to show up for work and, and do things? And um, so that was a big, um, I guess, idea or change that I didn't really focus on before that I'm uh, trying to focus a lot more on now. Hmm. Yeah, just that subtle shift of focusing on the problem versus the person in the problem in, in some ways, which, which connects to empathy. Uh, Casey, you were chuckling mm -hmm. there. I mean, I just think everything Sunny just said is very in line with my kind of journey, too. But also this process of learning really made me think and also empowered me to believe that I could do more than where I was still like, I'm, I'm in this small leadership role, I started to believe like, I can continue my journey, I can continue being a leader, whether it's in my organization or elsewhere, you know, at home, and I started, you know, automatically kind of doing these things in practice without thinking about it. And, and I, 
I think that's like one of the biggest wins for me in this process was just that I was able to empower myself in this journey and know that I can learn beyond just being being a directive leader or like being a problem solver. Like I kind of was in that same or, you know, or being a perfectionist, I can embrace all of these things and they can all be a part of my leadership journey. And I can also recognize that other people have all these different aspects and embrace those as well. One of the things I, I, I think it's frustrating is, you know, you get these new insights in yourself, you start seeing leadership differently. And then all of a sudden you start to see other leaders differently. And I'm curious if if you feel some frustration or you see some things now in other leaders that it's like, oh man, that's a mistake or a missed opportunity or, you know, how are you handling that? Are you seeing that and, and how are you handling it? I have definitely recognized this in my own organization amongst leaders. A lot of leaders that I work with, a lot of the different, whether it's at the executive level or, you know, mid-level or down, a lot of the leaders have just kind of gotten there by happenstance or like over time. And they haven't gone through these different trainings like this training, right? And so I am recognizing like, wait, that person would really, really benefit from, you know, this <laughs> process, this journey, because it you you don't think like you think I'm I'm a I'm a manager. I have all the pieces I need but you only know what you know. And so I am recognizing that as I'm like meeting with different people, I'm like, oh, this person would really benefit from this, you know, leadership training because it is an amazing process and it's a journey and you really learn about yourself as well as others in that process. Interesting and frustrating at the same time. Sonny, Sonny <laughs> any thoughts on that? Yeah. And um, the only thing I would add to that is it also allowed me to uh, pay attention a little bit more to the impact to the other people in the team. So when I see something, you know, a leader do something like that, taking a quick scan of the room and seeing mm. everyone else's, you know, a nonverbals, um, it's it's been eye opening to to be able to recognize that there is a direct impact to some of those. Um, some of those items that, or, or or some of those decisions that people are making, or or some of the words that they're using, seeing that direct nonverbal impact by others, um, that's kind of what I'm starting to pick up on a lot more, and and just trying to um, understand, okay, how can I assist with that? How can I correct that? How can I prevent that from happening again? So that way these individuals can remain engaged in this, um, in this project or in this opportunity. I love that you said that, Sunny, because I, I found that I've been trying to find ways that I can demonstrate or model like what I've learned with other leaders in those situations where I'm seeing like, how are other people reacting? Is there a chance for me to kind of step in and model what should be done here. Um, so anyway, I just, sorry, I jumped in there. I just wanted no, to say that because I, I found myself doing that too, kind of watching and then also yeah. finding ways that I can potentially step in or model like, you know, maybe they'll catch on to like, this is how we should be doing it because people are responding to this, you know, this model behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting how much awareness plays a part. Like you've become more aware and all of a sudden you see things, right? Which gives you access to scan the room, 
because you ask us to actually assess in real time. And, and it, it, what's cool about that, it's a, it's a real learning process. Even if you're not doing it yourself, you can learn how other leaders are doing it just by seeing and observing that. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, both of you went through what we call a cohort program, right? Where it's not just one-on-one coaching, not just a class. It's, it's really kind of that little bit more intimate group of leaders uh, that are on a journey together, like a you know, like a, a hiking group or something. Describe that a little bit for me. What, what was that like? It, were you surprised by it? Uh, was it, was it um, you know, it's, it's a little different than a lot of leaders get when, when they're thinking about leadership education in a classroom slash one-on-one coaching, which are probably the typical leadership development models. So I'm curious for you guys to maybe share that experience. Yeah, uh, for, for me, um, it was kind of comforting um, being around <laughs> like-minded individuals, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, they're going through the same troubles that I'm going through. And yeah, I am not going crazy. I, I am, you know, thinking the right way. And <laughs> so that was, uh, there was some comfort in that, but there was also um, some accountability there as well, which is kind mm-hmm. of unique with the cohort. And it was, you know, meeting on a week by week basis, you know, we're going to discuss something, we're going to learn something, we're going to commit to practice. Um, and then, you know, coming back the next week and now you have to face your cohort and say, okay, did I practice? Uh, Did I do the thing? Did I pass? Did I fail? And, um, you know, it's kind of almost like a little weekly retrospective that you don't really get with some of the other classes when it's just kind of a a two-day session and then you move on. So that was one of the uh, parts of it that really worked out the best for me. Yeah. I mean, I would say exactly what you said, Sonny. Um, Adding to that, I will say I was nervous, a little bit scared jumping into this type of learning. I tend to be a little bit of an introvert. And so I was like, man, what is this going to look like to be talking to strangers about my leadership skills and my, you know, weekly, but we, there was a warmth to it. And there was this camaraderie or kinship that we built over the weeks and over the, you know, the two, the two iterations of the cohort. And with that, I learned so much because I was free to like be open and share and be vulnerable. And I don't think I would have had that same experience in a larger classroom setting or, you know, setting where you're just sitting there listening to somebody teach you. Right. So I think it's just incredibly valuable. And the accountability is, you know, if you're somebody who likes to like show up for people or you're like, don't want to fail people, it, it's amazing because the accountability, you're really showing up every week and you're doing your work and, and it makes you remember during the week as you're having your team meetings and your projects that you're working on, it reminds you like, oh, I need to be practicing. So then when I go meet with my cohort at the end of the week, I can report back on what I did. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's such a more rich experience than you would get in just a typical classroom. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting how that almost I don't know the other person makes you more accountable. Sometimes we do these <laughs> cohorts inside of a company and the leaders already know each other. And so sometimes there's this weird element of, well, I don't have to show up this time or they know, you know, there's these excuses. And, and for some reason, these these cohorts that come, you know, leaders coming from different companies, that accountability feels stronger. And I'm not sure what the dynamics of that is or what the human side of that is, but it's it is definitely an interesting one. Yeah. 
I mean, I was sometimes even thinking like, I have to show up so I can find out how so-and-so did on their like goal for the week, right? Or what they really wanted to focus on and work on. Whereas definitely if it was my own work team, I probably would have found potentially an excuse to not show up. Like, oh, I have another meeting or I need, I have a lot of work to do. I can't show up. So definitely that stranger accountabilities, whatever that is that comes into play with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. You know, it's a bit of a, I, I tell leaders when they do a program like this or even a classroom setting, like it's okay to be selfish to some degree, like pull away from your work and, and you know, investing in yourself is a bit selfish, right? It, it is a bit, you know, you're spending time on yourself, but hopefully for, you know, a, a better purpose, right? Hopefully for improvement in, in some dimension in the organization. Was there ever a moment, uh, you know, Casey reminded me, was there ever a moment of, oh crap, why did I do this? Or, you know, what did I get myself into here? Did you, did either of you ever experience that like re- regret, I guess, in, in through the program and how'd you get through it? The moment all of the calendar invites came through for the, <laughs> the weekly meetings, I was like, what did I do? But in the end, like what I gained is so much more than the time that was like, that was invested. It was so well worth it. And I gained so much. I'm a different person than I was when I started for sure, which I think that might be interesting here, but I am, I'm, and I think part of it is around, around the journey and learning about the, about leadership in general, but also it's about being vulnerable in that space with strangers and that cohort. And you do change a little bit because you're learning from them and you're growing with them into something more and something different. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree, uh, Casey. And, uh, I, the, the only thing I would add to that would be that, um, that moment that I discovered something in myself that I didn't know was there or, or didn't really kind of, I was like, Oh no, I, why, why am I here? Um, this is not a good feeling. Cause I'm like exposing, you know, or I'm learning something that, wow, I thought I was good at, or I thought I understood this. And, and so there's a little bit of that hesitation of, Oh, this might turn out really, really bad for me. So why am I here? Uh, but yeah, sticking with it and, and realizing that, um, yes, there, there is learning that needs to happen. And, and really the, the, uh, the rest of the cohort kind of, being there, lifting you up, exposing some of their vulnerabilities as well, uh, just kind of made you feel like, okay, nobody's perfect. We're all learning here. It's okay. <laughs> growth hurts. I had to remind myself that a couple of times. I'm like, my son gets growth pa- growing pains, right? Like growth isn't easy and growth isn't painless, right? So definitely there were those kind of moments of like, oh, there's something in me I need to change. And that doesn't always feel good. But I had to remind myself, growth is not easy. <laughs> No, I I remind leaders sometimes practicing like this is like going back to middle school. It's like you're learning this new skill that's not comfortable yet. And and so it comes out very awkward and and uh, just like a middle schooler trying to learn to socialize. Right. Um, (laughs) These programs are not cheap, right? They're not inexpensive. And and I'm curious, um, was it difficult to get funding for this? And and if, if it's not too, too difficult to ask or answer, you know, what, what was that like to actually budget for this and, and get this part of your, um, part of, to put this in your plan? So coming from a nonprofit, as you can imagine, um, this wasn't in our budget. 
I actually um, got a grant for leadership training, and this was what I chose to use that grant for, which I'm really happy that I did in the end. But definitely if you're working in kind of this nonprofit space, it's important to invest in your your professional development. It's important to invest in your leaders. So I think the more organizations that can find, you know, that budget to do stuff like this with your leaders, it's super important to do. But it's not easy. Definitely like in this world where, you know, funds are not easy to come by. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth the investment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for for me, it was um, thankfully we had a couple of uh, very small wins uh, early on uh, with this uh, agile transformation, and so we were able to kind of improve uh, some of the ways that we were doing things, and we were able to do uh, increase efficiencies. And so. I just kind of leveraged that to say we could be even better, right? And and there are additional uh, opportunities out there for us to improve, but we have to go out and learn them. We have to discover them. We have to be a part of that community. So I, for for me personally, it was just kind of being able to have those small wins to kind of lean on to show that we're at the start of this journey and we could go a lot farther if we continue and uh, we're, we're dedicated to it. Well, I'm glad to hear that this wasn't punishment for both of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we more often get the desire to change side versus the I have to change side. So I, I appreciate your your effort to uh, uh, to get the, the funding for that. Uh, one of the things that I find to be the most valuable is when somebody else notices a change in us. Um, and I'm curious if either of you have had that experience uh, from things you've been working on where you were recognized or somehow it, it stood out to somebody that something's different or not the same as it usually is. And curious if there's a story there to share. So I actually um, recently, my um, what my manager was out on leave for some time and I was stepping into kind of some of the leadership of the projects that she had been overseeing um, to help move things along. And the feedback I got from others on the team, as well as um, her manager, was all positive. It was like, wow, like you've done a really great job of not just moving this work forward, but bringing us all together to do this and, you know, kind of fit all the pieces and, and recognizing who's good at what and getting that you know, getting the work out of everybody from different things. And so feedback was a part of my goal in my journey was, you know, inviting feedback. And I've tried to do that. And I think I've gotten it. And I've gotten that positive feedback of seeing that kind of change of Casey was kind of a little bit of a wallflower, (laughs) you know, and kind of stepping out of that introverted wallflower and having a voice and, and kind of stepping into a leadership role. Um, and getting really good feedback from others around me. Um, so I've definitely experienced that very recently. So now, so now we have the uh, the Casey the lion, or, or what's I your, don't know. What's not, your, what's your not... image besides the wallflower? <laughs> I don't think we're quite at lion stage, but we're getting there. Like I'm somewhere between wallflower and lion, <laughs> somewhere on that continuum. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to build that uh, the the metric there and choose your choose your animal. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, Sonny, how about for you? 
Yeah, uh, for me, I think um, probably the biggest recognition and is probably the one that I'm uh, most happy about is with my team. And as we work together to uh, start looking at, you know, 2024 and what we're going to do, um, they noticed that I'm a little bit more open and a lot, lot less directive. I am asking a little bit more questions and not just problem solving and really kind of trying to work with them uh, to collaborate and deliver a team objective or a team goal. Mm. And uh, and so I think that uh, that's probably uh, one of the biggest changes I would say um, that, that we're seeing is that uh, we're having a lot more just very candid, very open discussions in, uh, in within our team. And, uh, and I like that, you know, I, I think they're, they're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and that's, you know, that is the goal when you think about leadership, right? It's, it's not just your change, but how does your change impact other change, right? How does your change impact the team, the organization, the customers, the experience, um, you know, we call that catalyst and, and that's really the key kind of aspect of, you know, uh, the change agent um, in an organization. Uh, maybe it's just kind of a parting question or, or what to leave uh, some of our watchers and listeners with is what might you say to somebody who, you know, really hasn't thought or, or maybe has thought about it, but, but you know, is, is not really sure what to do as a next step in, in their leadership uh, development. What, any, any thoughts or comments about what you might recommend to them as, as something they might consider? Besides just saying, hey, join this program, that's very <laughs> selfish, but, but something maybe a little bit more, you know, nuanced or, or you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll leave it to you. <laughs> yeah. Um... Where uh, my mind goes is um, don't be afraid to admit that you don't know something mm, and then wow. take take that as a challenge to go find out. And mm. and regardless if it's agile or anything else, but it's just I think that's one of the most difficult pieces to uh, as, as a leader to admit is like, oh, I don't know that and I want to go learn it. Um, and, and so that's kind of, uh, where I would, you know, leave it and, and hopefully others can, uh, can feed off of that. But oh, you said that so well, how do I, <laughs> how do I follow that? How do you follow that? Uh, one? I know. I mean, I would probably say, you know, just remembering that as people we're always growing and so taking a step to be a little bit uncomfortable in your growth and finding out what that is, whether it's investing in yourself in this leadership journey or similar, it's something that we all need to do as we continue on our path and that investing in yourself in leadership, in being a better leader is not just for somebody like I had previously thought, like just somebody who's already a manager or somebody who's you know, in the software world, like that's where I, my mind had went when I thought about agile and where I thought about, you know, this leadership journey. And it really is a space for everybody. And 
no matter where you're at on kind of your career path, there's an opportunity to invest in yourself and learn more and grow and, and, you know, grow in your career path. But I think Sunny mm. said it perfectly. You know, both, but both of you, I think, describe perfectly capture, you know, this catalyst leader, right? The courage to, to make a decision or, or to take a step when you don't have all that information or when it's scary or, you know, you don't, you don't know the outcome. And then the second thing is being comfortable in that mess, right? Because change and, and complexity and speed and, you know, our economy and everything that's going on right now in the world, right? It's messy. And how as a leader are you, you, do you start getting comfortable in that uncomfort? And how do you, how do you start making decisions without all that data? So, you know, to, to us and, and the way we apply agile leadership and catalyst leadership, that's core. And I, th- I think you guys both described that incredibly well. So we might look at hiring you as salespeople. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to move more towards the lion. <laughs> so, so if you don't form a 70s band we might have a job offer for you as, uh, yeah. well thank you both for uh sharing just a little bit of of your experience uh through these programs and and just i just want to say thank you for taking uh, the the time and, and the money it took uh and the energy it took to invest in yourself so i just want to say thank you for that well thank you <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Thank you very much. Uh, The program has been absolutely wonderful. So um, well worth it. Definitely. Relearning Leadership is the official podcast of the Agile Leadership Journey. Together, we build better leaders. It's hosted by me, Pete Behrens, with contributions from our global guide community. It's produced by Ryan Dugan, with music by Joy Zimmerman. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, or share a comment and visit our website, agileleadershipjourney.com forward slash podcast for guest profiles, episode references, transcripts, and to explore more about your own leadership journey.